Hi, welcome to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. In this podcast, we'll be discussing self-care routines, mindset practices, and mindfulness habits. We'll combat the stigma around mental health in order to create a safe and open community for people to connect and not feel alone. Focus on your mindset rather than your situation. It's a game changer. Grow your mindset and look how far you'll go. Hi, guys, and welcome back to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. Happy Mindful Monday. I hope you guys have a wonderful Monday and is ready to start the entire week on such a high note, whether you're listening to me in your car, going on a run, going shopping or studying. Hello. Hi, my Growth Mindset Gals and guys, I hope you're having a wonderful day so far. So I want to start off this episode again, always thanking you guys for listening to my podcast and um, DMing me and tagging me in your posts and your stories. It means the world to me. And I'm so grateful for all the people who are out here giving me feedback and listening and tagging me and things. So again, like always, thank you so much. It makes me so happy every time I see, you know, an interaction because of this podcast, you guys rock. I love you. Keep doing that. If you like a certain episode, let me know. If you want me to talk about a certain topic, please DM me and let me know. I'm here for all different types of suggestions. Um, if you want to be a guest on my show, I'm totally open to that. I'm growing my mindset. Now I'm getting a little bit more comfortable with having guests on my podcast. That's like the next step here. So again, if you're interested in being a guest on my podcast, I'm open to everyone, you know, talking about self-care tips and mindset strategies and being mindful. So if you want to talk about any of those things, feel free to DM me um, at the growth mindset gal on Instagram. Totally open for anything. Super excited. Also, just as a little reminder, in my show notes, I have a 30% off referral code for Hello Body. Again, I love this brand so much. Um, I have the Coco Glam Body Scrub. And again, like I always say, it's just so magical. I've been using it for like about a month now. And every time that I use it, my skin is super soft and moisturized for like the next day or so as well. It's not like, you know, soap and then, you know, the next day you're all dried up with this body scrub literally maybe a day and a half later, still from that body scrub. I'm still moisturized. Again, I use it on my feet like pedicures. My feet are so smooth. My body is so smooth. Just saying, my boyfriend's been saying, wow, Allie, your skin's been really soft lately. So I'm just, hey, it works. So if you're interested, Hello Body again is um, vegan, animal cruelty free, all natural ingredients. It's a great product. And they also have products for hair. They have hair masks, shampoo, conditioner. They also have skincare products for your face, serums, moisturizers, cleansers, face masks, anything that you guys need for a nice self-care day. Hello Body has got it. So if you're interested in any of those products or you want to take a look, my referral code is in the show notes. 30% off. Hey. Also, 
I am on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all other platforms where podcasts are on. So make sure if you're listening to Spotify, make sure to follow me. And on Apple Podcasts, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. I would really appreciate the reviews so I can see what you guys like, what you don't like, how I can improve, or what things that you enjoy that I can keep doing. I am also on Podchaser. So if you guys are listening to my podcast and you only use Spotify, if you want to leave a review on Podchaser, the Growth Mindset Gal podcast is on there if you would like to leave a review. Now, something I do want to start doing is giving little shout outs to people that I've been interacting with on Instagram from you know the start that this is Women's History Month, and I'm going to be doing it for all the months going forward of uh, women on Instagram, you know, empowering each other. So my shout outs are for my two OG fans from the beginning is All Time Chatter and Jaded in Japan. Thank you, ladies, for supporting my podcast from the beginning. You guys always tag me when you're listening to the podcast and commenting on all my posts and, you know, really empowering me and encouraging me with everything. So thank you, ladies, so much it means the world to me. All Time Chatter Podcast is a wonderful podcast about, you know, mystery stories and any type of unique stories. So if you need like a really great story time and you want to listen to something really cool and interesting that you never even thought about, go to the All Time Chatter Podcast. Talk about murder mysteries and travel, anything you can think of, she's got it for you. Then the Jaded in Japan podcast, it's all about American girls living in Japan and kind of talking with different guests about cultural differences and kind of how living in America and Japan are so completely different. And those girls are hilarious. If you really need a good laugh, definitely go listen to Jaded in Japan. Those podcast Instagrams, I'm going to link in the show notes. Last but not least, one more announcement is I want to do my first ever giveaway and I'm really excited about it. Um, I'm almost at um, 1k followers on Instagram. So I think it'd be really cool for um, getting a thousand followers on my Instagram that I was going to give a giveaway or do a giveaway. And what the giveaway is going to be is I am going to make a really nice little self-care box or self-care basket full of face masks and body scrubs and you know, candles and so on and so forth, that if you really just need a self-care day, you're going to get a growth mindset gal self-care box. Um, it's still in the works. That's just my idea. Um, once things get a little bit closer, I'm going to put um, an IGTV video on my Instagram explaining how the giveaway is going to work. And I'm super excited to give this a go. Okay, so let's move on to our first segment, like we always do. I got my doing well daily quote, and I'm going to put the doing well daily journal that I love and use all the time in my show notes. As per usual, y'all know the drill. So the quote for this week's episode is, be fearless like the women you applauded. Be fearless like the women you applauded, which I think is a wonderful quote because this month is Women's History Month, which is phenomenal. And that's what this episode is about, empowered women, empowering women. And I think it's so great that that quote is saying, you know, you are looking up to someone as a role model for the women that you applauded. Be fearless just like them. Because the reason you look up to people is because you admire their traits that they have, right? And they do 
activities and they have a personality that is something you want to live up to and eventually achieve for yourself. And so when you look up to these wonderful women, you know, celebrities and historical figures and so on and so forth, if you admire them so much, learn from them, right? Be fearless like them. I also love the quote. I actually have this quote in my classroom because, again, I am a social studies teacher. Hey, um, I have a quote in my classroom that says, um, seldom women often don't make history. So what that means is usually women that don't speak out on issues or anything like that don't make history. It's usually the women who do speak out, who are fearless, that want to, you know, challenge the social norms that are on women for society. Those are the women that make history, right? That kind of shake it up. And usually, unfortunately, at first, sometimes women do get a little bit of backlash for shaking things up. But in the long run, they make a huge difference. So if you're looking up to... A woman, whether it be someone in your family or a really good friend um, or a mentor or a teacher or be a celebrity or an activist or someone in, you know, the government that actors and actresses, so on and so forth. If you're looking up to a certain woman, be fearless just like her. Make a difference. Do what you want to do. Forget the opinions of society. If you want to be like the woman you applauded, be fearless take some advice from the different types of experience they had and keep shaking things up. Okay, so we're gonna move on to segment number two and I'm gonna be talking about a book that I absolutely loved reading. It is The 13 Things Mentally Strong Women Don't Do by Amy Morin and I'm gonna put the link for the book on Amazon in my show notes. I loved this book. Because a lot of us women here, we all kind of think very similarly based on the way we are growing up in American culture. And I think it was perfect for Women's History Month to be talking about these sort of things. And just a disclaimer. So again, like I said, I am a social studies teacher. And I think that people are always like, okay, there's a Women's History Month. What about a Men's History Month? And I always I always laugh. Because, you know, men, obviously, they do amazing accomplishments as well. And they should be celebrated for those accomplishments. And as a history teacher, I'm here to tell you, my entire curriculum is men's accomplishments. For the most part, I want to say it is 85 to 90% men's accomplishments, and then like the 10 to 5% women's accomplishment in the history curriculum. So when people are like, oh, where's the men's history? I'm like, it's your history class. <laughs> it is your social studies class. That is a men's history <laughs> month every month of the school year. Because the way just the history curriculum is set up and how history has always been is that it talks about more of the men's accomplishments. And I think as we go further and further into the future, that the history curriculum is going to change where there'll be a little bit of balance of women in history and then men in history. Because oftentimes the history of women is only really spoken about in the curriculum specifically, um, in the women's suffrage movement and the 19th Amendment, women receiving the right to vote. And then it's not women's you know, accomplishments aren't really spoken about until World War II, where the men are fighting in the war and the women have to take over like the factory jobs. Um, And that's kind of basically the two main, you know, topics of, you know, women's accomplishments in a social studies curriculum. So yes, I agree. Men also have wonderful accomplishments. uh, But 
the reason women have a specific month is because <laughs> um, the history curriculum doesn't really pinpoint or exaggerate as much for women's accomplishments. So men history, you guys do great things too. Just listen in your history class. That is your men's history. Um, 10 months. <laughs> so anyways, <clears throat> I digress. I digress. So I wanted to actually talk about the 13 things mentally strong women don't do by Amy Morin. And I was, I got it in Target and I was walking in Target and I was looking for another self-development book. And this book just jumped out at me. It was a bright blue. And I was like, huh. And I like the title of it because usually you think a self-help book would be like, you know, 13 things mentally strong women do. So it's like, okay, I'm going to read this book and I'm going to see what do uh, women who have a very strong mentality, a strong mindset, what do they do? But then I looked at the title even closer and I was like, what mentally strong women don't do? And I was like, that's interesting. So what are women doing that's kind of stopping them from reaching their fullest potential is basically what the book is about. 13 things that women inherently do with our mindset um, that kind of digress us from reaching a higher frequency or being our fullest self. And Amy Morin, she also has um, another book, 13 Things Mentally Strong People Don't Do. And it's really cool. She has a book that 13 Things Mentally Strong Kids Don't Do. So she has a three book series. So if you're ever interested in her books, um, she has a bunch of them that have a similar concept. And I'll be linking this book in the show notes. So let me go over those 13 things and have a little conversation with you guys, because this book really resonated with me. And so if you need a book that needs, a, you know, a chance to kind of reset your mind and make you more self-aware of the how your thoughts are created, this book is for you. So the first thing she talks about is women who are mentally strong, right? They don't compare themselves. And oh my lanta, this is like a huge thing that I know women do. I do it all the time. And I know men do it as well, but it's like more intense in women that for some reason we're brought up that women or like other women are a threat rather than a friend, that other women are always competition with us. And we're grown up to see, you know, each other as I need to be the prettiest girl in the room. I need to be the funniest girl in the room. I need to be the coolest girl in the room. I need to be the girl in the room with the best fashion or the smartest girl in the room and all, all these things. But it's always the smartest girl or the prettiest girl. It's never the smartest person in the room, right? Because we inherently think that men are on a different level than us. And we're just all trying to compete with each other to be the specific woman in the room. And I kind of noticed that even in college and high school, that if you, you know, you're hanging out with a group of guys and girls, I noticed that the girls are trying to like outshine each other and trying to get the boys' attention, either being like the funniest or the loudest or like the laid back cool one. And we need to just like, can we stop? <laughs> that for some reason, we just think that women are competition. And we live in this world of limitations rather than abundance, right? Why can't we all be the prettiest girl in the room? Why can't we all be the smartest girl in the room or the funniest girl in the room? Why can't we all just be awesome? And I think we're kind of starting to shift that mindset because now we always say empowered women empower other women. 
Because when a woman is secure in her thoughts and is very confident, she doesn't see women, other women as a threat. She sees them as friends or like connections and things like that. Where I think women who are very insecure and think very low of themselves see other women as competition. And I think we really need to change that whole scenario where us as women, there's plenty of jobs out there and opportunities out there for everyone, niches out there for everyone, right? And we're always competing for men and all these things. No, no. There is the saying, there's plenty of fish in the sea. There's plenty of men out there and or women, depending on, you know, your significant other preference, whatever you want to do. There's plenty of people out there. Okay, we need to stop as women thinking we live in a world of scarcity that, oh, we need to have a significant other by a certain time and be married by a certain time and then have children by a certain time. No, that's just what society has conditioned you to think. Stop comparing yourself. You're great. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, everyone has their own timeline. We need to see other women as opportunities for connection and self-growth and fun and friendship rather than seeing them as a threat. And if you don't vibe with certain women, you don't vibe with certain women. That's totally okay. They're not bad people. They're not a threat to you. That You just don't vibe with them. And that's fine. Stay in your lane. Stay in your business. Don't compare yourself to other women you bring a certain service and a certain purpose in this world. And then they bring a certain service and a certain purpose in this world. Everyone in this world has something to offer. Stop comparing yourself. Number two, women who are mentally strong do not insist on perfection. And I definitely touched upon this in my imposter syndrome episode, which is episode five. If you want to take a listen to that. And for some reason... Women more than men don't want to do things unless, or don't want to complete a task unless they're literally perfect at it or they're going to be wonderful at it. Where men are kind of, you know, taught and grown up. And again, this is not all men. This is just like majority that I'm talking about, just based on observations and studying history and living through life. That oftentimes men are growing up where take that risk, right? High risk, high reward, you know, and if you fail, whatever, try something new. Like they're encouraged to take risks and make mistakes where women are more taught to kind of be a little submissive, just do what you got to do and then don't take any risks. Okay, be safe, basically. Take a drink of my coffee before it gets cold. We don't want that. And for some reason, women strive for perfectionism. I need to be the perfect wife or perfect girlfriend. I need to be the perfect mother. I need to be the perfect daughter, the perfect friend, uh, the perfect person at my career. Because for some reason, women are held on this pedestal that you need to be amazing because we're the caregivers and we need to then teach perfectionism to, you know, the children of society or whatever that it may be where men are kind of taught where they're not too much of the caretakers, they are the risk takers, the breadwinners, where you need to go out there and take the risk and get that job and get that money, where women are more, you know, stay in the domestic sphere and don't try anything new because what about the children? Like throughout women's suffrage, a lot of women who want to take risk in order to have more rights in American society, such as voting, other women honestly had a backlash of that because they're like, oh, you want to take risks? What about the children? Who's going to raise the children? What are the children going to do? And it's like, 
why can't women take risks? The children will be okay, but why can't women take risks? And so we then are inherently inside of us being like, oh, well, I can't take a risk. I need to be perfect. I need to make sure, you know, I hand in the perfect, you know, presentation or I make the perfect lesson or I make the perfect marketing scheme. And I think that also that perfectionism strive comes from we're always just trying to be perfect because we're trying to make our way and break that glass ceiling in this world where men have been in the power and in the superiority for so many years of our American history and American culture that they don't have this like pressure of being perfect or being judged for imperfection where women that were making our way climbing that social ladder and that career ladder that we feel the need to be perfect because we feel the need that we always need to prove something because women always need to prove themselves for some reason in their career where men don't really have to do that as much because they've been in like the work sphere for so many years where women have only really been in the work sphere, if you will, in the political sphere for only maybe, you know, 120 years. So we feel this need, this pressure to be perfect. Don't. Take the risk. Do whatever you want. Do what's going to make you happy. Because when you're happy, here's the thing that we keep forgetting. When you are happy, you can then take care of other people and be a positive influence in people's lives. When you don't do things for you and you're miserable, you cannot help other people. So just think about that. Mentally strong women don't see vulnerability as a weakness. Can I get an amen, please? This has been a struggle for me as well because women are taught if you want to be a strong woman in a man's world, you cannot be emotional. You cannot show emotions. You need to make sure that you are stoic. And men and women communicate very differently. And women are actually more emotional than men. Because when I, I learned this in um, a psych, psych of adolescence class in college, and I thought it was really interesting, that women communicate for connection, for emotions, right? So that's why we always, you know, we go out to brunch, we're like brunch with the gals, woo! And we talk about our lives and like we kind of pump each other up and say, that's amazing. Oh, you're doing this, you're buying a house. Oh, you're engaged. I'm starting a new job, woohoo! And we talk to find connection. And, and intimacy, where men talk and they just talk about straight up facts. So that's why they like talking about like sports statistics and, you know, money situations, talking about stocks and like all of these things. And men talk, uh, talk to each other. They communicate for information, like sharing knowledge with one another. And it's so funny because if you ever listen to a man's conversation, like when I listen to my boyfriend talk to his best friend and you know, ladies, let me know if you witness this too. It is the most boring conversation, but we see it as boring because we talk for connection and emotion and intimacy. And men strictly talk about knowledge and facts and like information. We're like us as women, we do that as well, but we talk about knowledge and information for emotional connection where men are just talking straight facts. So I, I oftentimes listen to like my boyfriend and his best friend like talk about stocks and I'm sitting there with his best friend's girlfriend. We're just sitting there like, this is the most boring conversation I've ever heard in my entire life, but that's not boring to men. So in the, you know, societal sphere, 
men and women communicate very differently. And women are, yes, we are more emotional when we speak because we speak for emotion. And so we're often taught, well, if you want to be in a man's world and break that glass ceiling, you need to be a strong, independent woman that don't need no man for anything. And you need to be strong and stoic and not emotional and anything like that. And it actually goes against our internal nature. So vulnerability, I've learned throughout many sessions of therapy, is not a bad thing. Vulnerability opens up connection. And that's really all humans want in this world is human connection. And showing that not everything is peachy keen and not everything is perfect in this world. And human suffering are all life lessons. So it's okay to suffer and learn from it and show frustration, show emotions and show sadness. It's okay to break down. You're a human being. Because if you hold in all that vulnerability, if you hold in all that emotion, you're going to bust open. And that's when it's going to become an irrational emotion. And I think that's oftentimes what people do, especially me, where if I've been holding in emotions and then one day I just finally, you know, crack. And then it looks like I'm irrationally emotional. Where if you are always vulnerable, you know, to a certain extent, depending on, you know, if you're at work or if you're with your friends or your significant other, vulnerability is not a weakness. Show yourself. When you are genuine and people can see that you are genuine, people connect with you more and they feel safe with you and they trust you. That builds a bigger bond than just being stoic and hiding all of your emotions. Now, obviously at work, be professional. We, that goes without saying, but vulnerability is not a weakness. It's okay to have feelings. Acknowledge those feelings. Talk about those feelings and you will feel so much better. Number four, mentally strong women don't let self-doubt stop them from reaching their goal. So hello, imposter syndrome again. And women have this a whole lot because, again, we always feel like we need to prove something because we've been proving ourselves for so many years just in society that here's the deal. And I always tell this to my students that the original thought of feminism, the original thought of feminism, the true, re the true reason of feminism is that women and men are on an equal playing field, right? Feminism is not men are evil people and they should be taken away and women are the best. And no, no, no. For some reason, our society has then created this like outlier of feminism. No, no, no. That's not what real feminine feminism is. Let's go back to social studies class. Let's read a textbook here. Okay. And this is reality. And I'm, I'm being honest with you that feminism, the true meaning of it is men and women are equal to one another. They're equal partners in this world. So men and women should have equal opportunities in the, in the workplace, equal opportunities in society, equal opportunities in financial situations. That's really truly the goal here, to be equal. But for some reason, we've just been constantly, constantly trying to prove ourselves because we constantly feel like we just need to keep proving ourselves in the societal field because men have just been there for so long and we're just trying to make our way up here. But mentally strong women don't let self-doubt stop them. And that's, I mean, I think that could be mentally strong people in general because men do it too. But don't let your self-doubt stop you from chasing a goal or an accomplishment because all of the, talk about growth mindset, when you have a growth mindset, you believe you can learn new skills and you're always growing, right? So if you feel self-doubt, I want you to know everything that you need 
in this world you have inside of you. Every single thing, idea, motivation is inside you. It's all in here. What you need to do is take what's in here in yourself and put it into action. Or if you don't know how to do something, right? If you're self-doubt and you're like, oh, I don't really know how to do this, ask for help. Please, 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 please ask for help. Don't let self-doubt be like, oh, I don't know how to do this, so I'm just not going to do it. I'm afraid. No, ask for help. Or hey, if you don't want to ask for help, Google is your best friend. Google. 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 Okay. There's so many times where I was like, okay, I'm going to Google. Okay, how do I start a blog? Because I don't know how to do it. So let me just Google. How do I start a blog? Okay, how do I start a podcast? Let me Google it. Let me figure it out. Okay, how do I make a business Instagram? Okay, figured it out. All right, Google, what's the best, you know, microphone on Amazon to buy for the podcast, right? If you have self-doubt about something, ask for help, okay? Or research it on your own. You have all these this knowledge inside of you use that knowledge. And when you don't have that knowledge, look it up. We have the internet. Hello. So when you use self-doubt, you're trapping yourself. And a lot of the times women use self-doubt as an excuse. I'm like, I can't do it. So I'm not going to do it. That's really just your fear and anxiety and your ego talking to you. And you need to tell them to be quiet because everything you need in you, in yourself is right here inside you. And you need to remind yourself that you know what you're doing, you know what's going on, and when you don't know what's going on, you know that you can go ask someone or you can research it on your own, and that's all you. Do not let self-doubt stop you from achieving your goal. Number five, mentally strong women don't overthink everything. Hello. <laughs> mentally strong women don't overthink everything, and I, I guess I know this kind of goes Oh, this goes easier said than done because I have chronic anxiety and I love to just overthink everything. But you have to learn to tell your mind to stop. So whenever I'm, you know, really overthinking some, something, like maybe I had a uh, an argument with a friend or my boyfriend or something like happened at work, you know, that didn't, that wasn't great. And I go into this like overthinking spiral. And what I've learned to do, again, from therapy as well. And this is what's helped me. Whenever you feel these like intrusive overthinking thoughts, have an internal monologue with yourself and just be like, I say, Allie, stop. I literally just say, stop. Okay. Take a deep breath. And I <sighs> take a deep breath. Okay. And then I say, what's the worst case scenario from this issue? And I say to myself, okay, the worst case scenario. And then I go, okay, so how can you fix that worst case scenario if it were to happen? And I come up with some ideas. Okay, how can I, if this is the worst case scenario from the situation, what happens? And then I quiet my mind because I say, okay, if this is the worst case scenario, how can I fix it from the spiral that's happening of overthinking? Then my brain calms down. So I tell my brain to stop overthinking. What's the worst case scenario of what I'm overthinking? And how could I fix that worst case scenario? And then my mind calms itself. Because a lot of the times the things that we overthink are scenarios that we create in our heads that are usually bound not to happen. So try that. If you're feeling this like spiral going in your head and it's helped me so much, tell yourself, no, knock it off. 
what's the worst case scenario and how could you fix that worst case scenario or how would you be affected by that worst case scenario is it really that bad another coffee drink and it's usually not that bad so don't overthink it's going to take a lot of practice um if you want journal prompts about um to stop overthinking dm me and i can give you some or if you want a whole episode about it let me know and i can give you some journal prompts okay number six Mentally strong women don't avoid challenges. Yes, 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 yes. If you have a challenge, this is like growth mindset to a T. Challenges help you grow. Let me say that again. Challenges help you grow. If you're in your comfort zone where everything is easy for you, you don't learn a dang thing. You just sit in the in your pretty little circle where everything's happy-go-lucky. That's not the reality though, of life. I read this book. Um, I think it's the the Tao of Pooh. and has like Pooh Bear and it was about Taoism and Taoism. And it said in the book, which really changed my mind, that human suffering is the reality where humans are always suffering because they're lessons. And that's why the afterlife, if you will, no matter like what religion or spirituality you have, the afterlife is peaceful because you're not in humanity. Humanity is about suffering because you learn from suffering. So suffering is not always like terrible things, but challenges. You know, humanity is always challenging because challenges are put in front of you in the from the universe to help you grow and evolve to become your higher self. So if you stay in your little box of your comfort zone, you're not going to go anywhere and you're going to be miserable because you're going to be unfulfilled. You're going to be bored and then you're going to be miserable because you're not doing anything exciting that's really lighting up your soul. Face those challenges and overcome those challenges. You Let me tell you something. You feel like an absolute boss when you overcome a challenge you didn't think you were going to do. Challenges help you grow. Suffering and challenges are lessons and they help you improve to get to your higher frequency, get to your higher self, where you do feel fulfilled with yourself. So mentally strong women out there, take on that challenge. You got it. And if you don't got it, ask for help. We're all in this together. Teamwork makes the dream work to help you then get over that challenge. Number seven, mentally strong women don't fear breaking the rules. Hey, just like I said before, seldom women often don't make history. One of those quotes literally in my classroom and all my um, girl students love that quote because they ask me, what does that mean? And then I tell them and they're like, wow, I really like that. I'm like, that's right. Now, breaking the rules as in like societal rules, like don't go breaking the law. Don't be getting arrested. Right. We know that. But breaking the rules as in these odd societal norms that exist, right? And let me tell you, here's a little fun fact for you. As a historian, all societal norms or gender norms are a human construct or meaning humans created these ideas that certain genders should have certain roles in society. That's a human construct from a psychologist. Listen, I learned that in a psychology class. Hello. And we made it up. <laughs> like, I mean, again, as, as a historian, we made up these gender roles that men should do certain things and women should do certain things. Now, granted, there are certain tasks that women inherent, naturally, inherently, it's easier for them to do a task. And men, it's some tasks are naturally easier for them to do the task. 
that's okay. But here's the thing, that just because it's easier for them doesn't mean the other side can't do those skills. I think that's where we go wrong here, where I know a lot of the times that, um, you know, caregiver kind of occupations and roles are given more to women because women are inherently caregivers, right? Where men often do kind of the more labor intensive jobs simply because, you know, men's bodies are inherently very different than women's. But here's the thing. Men can also be caregivers and women can also do labor intensive jobs. Okay. That's fine. That is totally fine. So Break the rules. Just because it's a men's profession doesn't mean you can't do it. And it kind of goes back to men too. Just because it's a women's profession doesn't mean a man can't do it either. Don't think you can't do anything because society says, oh, you can't do it. That's not in your gen. That's not in the gender role constitution. You can't do it. No, break the rules. Speak out. If you see something is going wrong, speak out, okay, for yourself. Or if you see it's happening to someone else. Hello. Speak out. Break the rules. Don't keep yourself in that comfort zone. He's like, oh, well, no woman has ever done it before. Hey, be the first. So that way you won't be the last. Right? That's what Vice President Kamala Harris said. She may be the first, but she won't be the last. Talking about breaking the rules, right? Because there's no rules saying a, a woman can't be vice president, but there's just been these gender norms where women shouldn't be in the political sphere. Right? And she broke the rules. Hey. And now we have the first female vice president and person of color. Awesome. Talk about breaking all the rules of society. All right, moving on. Number eight. Uh, mentally strong women don't put others down. They lift themselves and each other up. Okay. Or they don't put people down just to only lift themselves up. And it, this is, again, kind of very similar to number one with don't compare yourself, where, again, for some reason, women just see each other as a threat rather than a connection. And so switch your mindset. We live in a world of abundance. There's enough opportunities for everyone out there. Women are not threats, okay? Unless they actually threaten you verbally, right, physically, whatever it is. But if women are just being there, they're not a threat, okay? And don't judge other women. If what a woman is doing is not bothering you in any way, shape, or form, let her do it. Same thing with just anyone in general. If someone is just doing something, but you don't really like it, but it's not like affecting you, let them do it. Do not judge people, okay? Do not tear someone down to make yourself feel better because really, that's a very low frequency. That is not connecting with your higher self. That is not a growth mindset, right? Growth mindset wants to lift people up, right? We're Women, we're supposed to adjust other women's crowns, okay? We're supposed to empower other women, okay? We get enough slack, honestly, from, you know, the male end of society, which is, a, that's a fact. It's not all men, but we do get a lot of slack from men in society. So why are then we still fighting ourselves as well? You can fix your crown. You can fix someone else's crown without taking someone else's crown. Okay. Why are you judging people? Are you jealous? Are you insecure? Right. What are you doing? How is judging someone and tearing someone down and making them feel awful about themselves 
How is that helping you? How is that helping them? Because guess what? Words stick. Okay. I can be punched in the face and then tomorrow be like, eh, whatever. But if someone says something derogatory to me or judges me or whatever, that stuff stays for the rest of your life. I still have things that go in my head that someone said to me in like middle school. And I'm like, oh, no, my feelings, right? Words hurt ladies and men as well. Everyone, words hurt. Don't do it. Don't judge people. Encourage other people. If someone's doing something that you don't necessarily are into, but it's not bothering you, right? Let them do it. Encourage. Do whatever you want. Leave them alone. Let everyone just do their own thing as long as no one's getting hurt. Do whatever you want. And empower rather than judge. Number nine. Mentally strong women don't let others limit their potential. Again, kind of goes with judgment on the opposite end. If people are judging you, right? And you want to start, let's say, a YouTube channel or like be an influencer and or start your own business and be an entrepreneur. And people with nine to five jobs are like, oh, why would you do that? You're not going to make any money. There's no benefits. Da, da, da. I'm sorry. Are they the entrepreneur? Are they trying to start their own business? Are they wanting to become an influencer? No. Live your life for you. Now, let's not do things willy-nilly. Always have a plan, right? Have a step-by-step plan on how do you want to build your small business, right? How do you want to become an influencer? How do you want to start a YouTube channel? How do you want to start a podcast? How do you want to start a blog site? Okay, have a plan in place. Just don't be like, oh, I want to do this and then, you know, eh. have a plan. And don't let others, if, if they're not doing what you're doing, d- what do they have to say about it? It's your life. Again, I've said this in other podcast episodes. It's your life. Live it for you. People are always going to judge you, no matter how successful you are. That's a fact. So don't listen to what other people have to say. Live your life for yourself. For yourself. Because at the end of the day, if you're sitting in your rocking chair on your porch and you're 95, right? Even 100. And you're sitting there and I was like, and you're sitting there and you're thinking back on your life. And you're like, wow, I really wish I started that business instead of, you know, breaking my back for a nine to five job where I was miserable every day. You want to be sitting in that rocking chair being like, wow, I'm so glad I started that YouTube channel and I was able to help a lot of people. Um, you know, reach their full potential, or I'm so glad I started that that business. It started off as a small business and then became really successful. And I was my own boss and I made my own schedule and I was I had financial freedom and I lived my life the way I wanted to rather than what others expected of me. Which thought process do you want to have in that rocking chair? Just think about it. Number 10, mentally strong women don't blame themselves when something goes wrong. For some reason, like when things go awry, we're like, oh, I'm a a bad mother. Oh, I'm a bad daughter. I'm a bad girlfriend or wife. I'm a bad friend. I'm a bad... Things in life are going to happen. Okay? Not everything's your fault. Some things will be your fault. Take accountability. Apologize. Whatever. But not everything bad that happens in your life is your fault. Some things you can't control. You need to surrender to the universe because you're not going to be able to control everything in your life. 
I had to really, I had to break that down too. Again, a lot of therapy sessions being like, hey, my anxiety makes me want to control every little aspect of my life and be like, a, like have a five-year plan, like forever. You can't control everything. Hello, pandemic literally taught me that you can't control everything. Okay. So when things go wrong, sometimes things just go wrong and it's not your fault. Okay. If something in your family happens, it's not your fault. For some reason, a lot of people think to like, if parents like get a divorce, you know, the children often think it's their fault. No, no, no. It's not your fault. Things in life just happen and you can't control everything. I wish we could. It'd be great, but we can't. So when there is inconveniences in your life or bad things happen in your life, just know, don't blame yourself. Sometimes things just happen. And you just got to be moving forward and just be like, all right, that's that's a chapter that ended in my life. And now I need to move on. Because again, surrendering to the universe, doors are going to close because they need to. Doors are going to then open because they need to. So when something ends in your life, it's supposed to have that trust and that fate in the universe that sometimes things are just going to happen. It's not going to be your fault. Number 11, uh, mentally strong women don't stay silent. And again, I spoke about this before, that you need to speak up, okay? You need to speak up in your family, in your relationships, in your job, when something is wrong, or in society too, when something is wrong, morally wrong, does not serve you, speak up, Communication is key. So for example, in a relationship with your significant other, if something is not working and it's draining your energy, you need to speak up. Okay. I had to um, tell my boyfriend that um, I need words of affirmation. That's my love language. And I was like, and his is acts of service. So, you know, he does like all these great things for me and I appreciate and I love it. But I also need that words of affirmation. That's what helps me feel loved and appreciated and whatever. And I spoke about that to him, that we need like that more communication of uplifting each other with words. And he was like, oh, okay, got it. And then he started doing it. And now it's great. Okay. You need to speak up about your feelings and how things affect you and what things would serve you better. Okay. And if you want a promotion in your job, go to your boss, speak up right? Give yourself a chance. Men are inherently taught like, hey, if you want to negotiate your salary, do it. Men, learn this. Women, unfortunately, when they get a job, they don't negotiate their salary in the slightest or don't really go for promotions because they're like, oh, well, I'm here. I don't want to rock the boat. Rock the boat. Speak up. That's how you move up in societies when you rock that boat. All right. Um, number 12, mentally strong women don't feel bad reinventing themselves. Hey, yo. Again, growth mindset. You're not supposed to do the same thing for the rest of your life, people. You're not supposed to be the same person for the rest of your life. It's okay to change. It's okay to change your mind when you learn new information. It's like, again, it's okay to change your mind, change your opinion when you find new information about it. That's okay. You could have been so against something and then you actually learned more about it and you're like, oh, and you changed your mind. That's okay. If you want to change careers, that's okay. If one career is not serving you, find another one. Again, always have a plan. But 
change career. Or even if you don't want to change career, but you want to change your workplace, it's okay to change your workplace. For some reason, our um, I think it's more the boomer generation, and that's just the way that, that they were brought up. It's nothing like against them, but they grew up in this society where, all right, you go to high school, you do a little bit of college, and then you get an entry level nine to fiver, and then you just climb that so that um career hierarchy, and you work in the same place for the next forty years of your life. No. I mean, if you like that, do it up, but you're not supposed to be the same person for the rest of your life. It's okay to try new fashion trends. It's okay to try new routines. It's okay to move somewhere. You don't have to stay in your hometown for the rest of your life. You can move somewhere else. Your family will be okay. If you would rather live somewhere else, it's going to make your life more fulfilled and more happy. Move somewhere else. Your family will be okay. They'll get over it. Trust me. Okay? It's okay to reinvent yourself. It's okay to change your mind on certain things. It's okay to change your routine. You're constantly growing as a person. You're constantly leaving your comfort zone and trying new things. That's what life's all about. Life is all about trying things and experiencing life. If you're just doing the same thing every day, did you really live? Right? If you do the same thing every single day, did you really live? Did you really experience your time here? And finally, last but not least, number 13, mentally strong women don't downplay their success. Hello. I can't tell you how many times that, you know, even simple compliments like to women saying like, wow, I really like your hair today or like your outfit. And they're like, oh, yeah, this old thing. No, be like, yes, I just got a haircut. I absolutely love it. I saw it on Instagram. I figured I'd give it a go. Or yeah, this is a brand new dress. It has pockets. And I got it, you know, at Old Navy for half off. It's There's still a sale right? Like celebrate your success, ladies, please. It's okay to be successful. You're not bragging. Okay. You're not a narcissist. If you boast about your success. Okay. It's fine. If you're excited that you got a promotion, it's fine that you're excited for your first sale in your small business. It's okay to boast that you got, you know, 500K followers on your YouTube channel. That's fine. Brag about it. That means you're working really hard. If you got a promotion, that means you deserved it because you were working really hard. You got 500K followers on your YouTube channel because your videos make a difference and help people. Right? Hello, if you want to boast about fitness goals and you made those fitness goals, that's great because you worked really hard for that. Talk about your success because when you talk about your success, you encourage other people to then get to their success. Don't downplay yourself. Both men and women, we work so hard in this world. Why are we taught to not talk about your success? We're talking, we say be humble, which is fine, right? You don't want to be like, oh, I'm better than you when you boast about success, but be excited about your success. Don't tear people down and say, I'm better than you with my success, right? But be excited about your success. Even the smallest thing of you got, you know, your nails done and people liked your nail color. Talk about your success. It is okay. All right. And again, this is all from Amy Morin's um, 13 Things Mentally Strong Women Don't Do. I'm going to put it in the show notes. I love this book. It's about, let's see, how many pages was it? Just so we're clear. It's about 336 pages. 
So it's it's a medium read. Um, I took it took me about maybe two two and a half weeks to read it, and it it changed the game for me. I read it and I was like, wow, this is how you change your mindset. Talking about growth mindset and changing the way you see the world, this book is going to make you change the way you see yourself in the world. Highly recommend this book. It's a great read, and it truly inspired me to be more aware of the way that I think. Okay, so let's move on to segment three, where I want to talk about different ways that women can empower other women. Um, And I think it's important because I think a lot of times women are like, okay, well, how do I support other women? How do I empower other women to do their best. And so I want I made a very short list of some of the things I do and I've seen other people do that can really help us women live in a world of abundance where there's enough success for all women to be successful so we can stop seeing each other as threats and tearing each other down. So there's things that I do more here I'm going to start with social media, okay? When I'm on social media, I'm on Instagram, I like comment, save and share any content that really resonates with me. Now, I don't agree with, you know, like you can like things for, you know, no reason just to boost, you know, someone's page. That's totally fine. But a lot of the times how I want to empower other women on their social media pages is to like things that resonate me and comment why it resonated with me. Why was it helpful? And I often share posts that really connect with me and help me on my story so then other people can see it as well, right? So when you are on social media, if you want to empower other women that are working that social media you know, page and being an influencer and all those things and making posts that really help people, like that post, save it, share it, comment on it, DM someone telling them about how their product or their page or their podcast or their YouTube channel um, has really inspired them and helped them in some way. So definitely share when someone makes something that really helps you, let them know, empower that one, be like, hey, what you're doing is great and you're making a difference. Now with just more of your inner circle or even on social media too, be a hype woman, I love being a hype woman. When I see my friends being successful, I am that loud friend being like, yes, queen, get it, yes. Totally hype them up, be the cheerleader. And, you know, same thing with on social media. If you see someone make a great post, just be like, yes, queen, this is great. You're doing amazing, right? Share um, their content and be like, hey, follow this girl. She's amazing. She's doing great things. Be a hype woman. That's one of the simplest ways that when a woman in your inner circle or a woman that you're supporting on social media, hype them up. Be that cheerleader. It makes such a difference. Then the next thing that you can do to empower other women, whether it's your inner circle, um, family, friends, so on and so forth, is be there for advice. So when someone comes to vent to you, what my friend Angelina does, which I love and I've started doing, is when someone is like, hey, can I talk to you for a minute? Ask these two questions. Be like, do you want advice or do you want to vent? So that way you know you just, that friend just needs someone to listen and you just listen and you nod, right? Or if someone wants advice. Because a lot of the times I think people in general give unsolicited advice and that kind of actually tears down a person because if they're not asking for advice, they're just simply just wanting to vent. And when someone's venting, just be like, thank you for sharing that with me, right? Like when they're venting about something that they really needed to to let out of their system and say, 
thank you for sharing that with me. Do you feel better now? And then say, do you want advice? Or you just want it to vent? Again, just like a little reminder. If they want advice, right? If they vent to you about these things, they're like, what do you think I should do? And then you could say, you know, if it was me, this is what I would do. Give very logical advice. Don't give bias advice, right? Be like, if this was me, if I was in this situation, this is what I would do. And always say, hey, if you ever need advice or if you ever need to vent again, I'm always here. Give that reassurance to that other woman being like, hey, if you need to always call me or text me or DM me or whatever, call, FaceTime, Zoom, whatever, let them know that they're not a burden if they come to vent to you. That's also empowering because a lot of the times women feel like they're burdens when they want to share their emotions. You're not a burden. You have feelings. So if you want to empower a woman who wants advice or is venting, also say too, after you give the advice, be like, hey, I'm always here for you if you need to vent or you need advice. You're not a burden. I'm always here to support you. Right? Being a support system. Very empowering for women. Going out with your gals. Girls nights. Oh my Lanta, the, the energy of a girl's night can like change your whole week schedule. Cause I know like, I mean, I'm in my late twenties, so everyone's having their own jobs and doing their own lives. We literally have to plan like two weeks in advance be like, all right, we're all in a group chat. Who's free here? Who's free then? Do you want to go to brunch? You know, what do we want to do? We got to plan it. It can't, sometimes girls nights can't be spontaneous anymore. Like they were in college, like they were in high school. We got to plan them. Plan your girls nights. Now girls nights doesn't always have to be going to, you know, the dance club and dancing on the dance floor. Whoop, whoop. That could, that's a great girls night. Let me tell you, but that's not the only option. Other girls days, you know, girl, you know, weekends, whatever we can be. I love going to brunch. Oh my Lanta. Every time I go and see my friends these days, I'm like, you want to go to brunch? <laughs> and just like brunch conversations, I don't know what it is about just like having your iced coffee and you're sitting there with like a really good breakfast. I love going out to breakfast. Always rather go out to breakfast than dinner. But you're just there with like a couple of your girlfriends or just one of them, just a one-on-one, -on -one, catching up with life and like just encouraging each other and celebrating your next steps. Because like I'm in my, I'm 26, so I'm like in my late 20s. And like, so where we are, everyone's like really in their career and people are getting engaged, and people are buying houses. And so it's great, like, sharing those life milestones with each other and pumping each other up, be like, oh, my God, you got a house. That's so exciting. You got engaged. Congratulations. We're planning your bachelorette party. Like, go to brunch with your girlfriends. They're there. Your inner circle, after you have, like, a really great brunch conversation. I had a great brunch conversation um, last weekend with um, a few of my girlfriends that I've been friends with since high school, which is amazing. And we're all – it's cool. Like, we all live such different lives and we're in such different points. And that's, like, the fun part about it. And we were just there, like, hyping each other up and being excited for where each other are, where their new career goals and buying a house and moving in with significant others and just – being happy for each other. Go on brunch dates, coffee dates. If you can't see that specific friend, make a Zoom date and talk on Zoom. Like have your little wine glass or whatever you want to drink and just sit there with your girls and just laugh over Zoom because we live in like a very weird time. But make time to be with your girlfriends. That's where you get that empowerment from. I always feel so much better after a brunch date. Can't tell you. I always feel so much better about life when I plan a brunch date with my gals and it just makes such a difference. So plan. If you want to empower each other, empower other women in your inner circle, plan to go out to dinner, have a couple drinks, right? And just laugh and have fun. Or go out to brunch, bottomless mimosas, and have fun with each other.
The next thing you can do to empower other women is join different, there's so many like awesome like support groups, like Facebook pages that um, support each other. Like I'm actually a part of, um, I write on Medium for my blogs and I have, I'm on so many um, Medium blog Facebook pages and you post your blog and then, you know, you say, I'm going to, you leave your story and I'll read it and, you know say how much I love it. And then people also do the same and they read yours and like pump you up. So being a part of like Facebook groups um, that are support groups for a specific brand or just in general is really great to be empowered and also to empower other women. So definitely join different support groups, both virtually or in person if there are support groups to um, join. Another thing you can do to empower um, other women is if you're just like thinking about them, you're like, wow, that, my friend is so great. Text them, call them, FaceTime them, and just let them know, hey, I've been thinking about you and I just want to let you know that you make such a difference in my life. I appreciate you so much. I'm so glad that we're friends, right? And if you, if it's like a social media friend, which like that's like, that's just the norm now. It's a social media friend. DM them and be like, hey, I just want to let you know, like, I just really love, you know, our, our network connection that we have. And like your brands have really helped me. Your YouTube channels really helped me a lot. Um, or your podcast really helped me. Any, anything like that. If you're thinking about a person in that moment, contact them as soon as possible. And just be like, hey, I was thinking about you. And you just, you really just light up my life. Like how great, how great you feel great let me say great one more time you would feel so amazing like when you send that to someone and then just think of the other end like if you were receiving like a random text out of nowhere and someone's letting you know how great they think you are like hello simple text now let's say you want to empower some of your coworkers, your colleagues your work gals at work give pep talks it's very similar to the um giving advice where if someone's at work you know how many times i'm just chilling in my classroom and one of my <laughs> colleagues comes to my class and be like hey, i need to talk to you about something I'm like all right bring it to me. Let's have a little chitty chat. Vent. It's okay to vent at work. Work is not great every single day. And so what happens is they vent and you say, you can validate their feelings. Be like, I can understand why you feel that way. Thank you for sharing that. Do you want advice? Like the same thing. Give your colleagues also pep talks if they need to vent right? And empower them being like, hey, no, I've seen you do amazing things at work. I don't know what that person is talking. You know what I mean? Just like pump them up and give them pep talks at work. It's very similar to the supportiveness of, hey, do you want to vent or do you need advice? And then honestly, simple compliments can make such a difference. Oh my lanta. Simple compliments make such a difference. If you're like at work and you see a colleague of yours that has a great shirt on and you love it, let them know that you love that you love their shirt. Like just a simple compliment, right? Or if they have like a contagious laugh, be like, oh my God, your laugh is so contagious. I love it. Simple compliments for women. I think that's how women like become friends. It always starts with a compliment. Tell me if I'm wrong here. It always starts with a compliment that, you know, you're at work or you're in like a similar circle of friends. And all of a sudden be like, I love your earrings. Where'd you get them? And then you guys just start talking about it. And then you become friends. Right? I love your shoes. Where'd you get them? I love your purse. I have a similar one. Where'd you get yours? Right? I love um, the way you do your hair. How do you do it? What tools do you use? What hair products do you use? I love your skin. What products do you use? Hello. If you want to empower women, honestly, the simplest thing you can do is compliment each other. And we love it. We're like, oh my God, she complimented me. It's even if you're like, you're walking down the street and like you see a girl with like really awesome like sunglasses on, just be like, hey, I'm sorry to bother you, but I just love your sunglasses. Where'd you get them? You could have just made her weak. She could have been having a really terrible week. 
and you loved her sunglasses and like made a difference. Simple compliments. So those are just simple ways that I try to empower women and other women have empowered me in those certain ways as well. So just a couple of simple, easy steps to help each other, you know, feel better and really bring each other up. Okay, guys, this is segment number four. Um, I know it's a lot of segments, but I was really, you know, passionate about this episode. And segment number four, I want to talk about two historical women that have inspired me. And I also love teaching about these women in my social studies class. So the first woman, and she's always been my number one um, historical woman that really inspired me is Eleanor Roosevelt. She was the first lady and she's the wife of FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, one of my top presidents. And her as a first lady was so inspiring where many um, roles of the first ladies. Now, she was a first lady during the Great Depression and World War II. And most first ladies before her, the job of a first lady was more like hosting the parties in the White House, being kind of more of a supportive figure and all those things. And Eleanor Roosevelt, when she became first lady, she's like, I don't want to do that. I want to do more than just host White House parties. I want to be active in the American society and be here for the American people. And I was like, yes, queen, get it. Um, And she's originally from New York. And I was like, hey, fellow New Yorker, what's up? And one of her quotes that always stand out to me, and I have also this quote in my classroom. And this is a quote that I literally live by, changed my life. I actually heard this quote (laughs) first in the Princess Diaries, just so we're clear. And the quote is, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. Whoa. I love that quote. Again, Joe says that to um, Anne Hathaway's character. I'm blanking. Mia, thank you. Okay. The, you know, the security detail in Princess Diaries, Joe says that quote to me and she goes, oh, Eleanor Roosevelt said that, right? And that's, I I heard that quote and I was like, I love that quote. So again, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. I love that quote because that literally, that's life. Life is just your mindset. Life is always just your mindset. So if you think you're inferior Okay, and you listen to other people's negative opinions about you. If you believe that you're inferior, you're going to act inferior and you're going to live your life being inferior. But if you internally say, I'm a boss, I'm a great woman, I am strong, I impact my community and I make a difference here and I have so much to offer, what the haters are going to say in the comments are really not going to matter to you. Right. The opinions of sheep shouldn't matter to a lion, whatever that quote is. But I also love that quote. But exactly. No one can make you feel inferior without your consent. Just if you think you're inferior, you are going to be. If you think you're amazing, you're going to be amazing. Boom. You put into the universe. Whatever you say out into the universe, the universe gives back to you. Just saying. And um, she was always Miss Eleanor Roosevelt. Love her. Um, and she was always into being an activist, a humanitarian and community service, even before um, she became first lady. And she's actually the niece of Theodore Roosevelt, who's another one of my fave presidents. And from like her whole entire childhood and her family, too, were all about community service and helping people. So as first lady, it was really cool. She was kind of like the eyes and ears for her husband, FDR. So she was the eyes and ears of the American people. So she did a lot of different speaking tours um, and spoke to different people because remember Franklin Delano Roosevelt, he had polio so and he didn't want to expose and show people that he had polio. 
Um, so really Eleanor Roosevelt was the eyes and ears. She's the one that always went on the tours and spoke to the American people. And she actually would write in the newspaper and it would be called My Day. And she would talk about different things she did as a first lady. And she would also talk about important um, you know, information that she was interested in. She was all about child welfare, housing reform, equality for women and people of color which was amazing. She wanted just to like help the people of her nation. She didn't just want to be the first lady sitting there next to her husband as the president. And she just, you know, just like little things here and there. She wanted to be there for the American people. And she heavily, heavily was interested in making sure that the American people were taken care of and that the American people were equal to one another, that women were equal, that people of color were equal all on the same playing field, because that's what America is all about. And even after um, her time as first lady was over, she, for the next president, Harry Truman, for the next president, she was on the committee for, you know, activism and humanitarian and just helping people in any way that she can. And she was not up in the White House doing absolutely nothing. She was with the people and making a difference and trying to make, you know, laws and reforms to make sure that everyone has an equal opportunity in this country and, and everyone is taken care of in this country. So she talked about breaking the rules as a first lady. She was basically the equal to FDR. She was doing just as much work because she wanted to help people. That was always her intent is to help people. And she didn't care what anyone had to say. You know, people made so many comments about her doing too much. Also made comments about her appearances and, you know, she's not beautiful, whatever it is. But at the end of the day, is beauty all that a woman is? Or should we look at the accomplishments of the woman rather than her beauty? Hmm? And she made such a difference in the world. Again, her husband was president during the Great Depression and World War II. And she made such a difference. And even after her time was done as first lady, she was still making a difference in the cabinet of other presidents and being on committees and making sure people just had equal opportunities, which I absolutely love. And I love teaching about her. Um, the next historical woman that I absolutely love, love, love is Ida B. Wells. Oh, and I love teaching about her in my curriculum, too. She's involved with abolitionists and women's suffrage as well. She um, was born a slave. And then she became a journalist or a muckraker, which is a journalist who exposes corruption in society, which is amazing. And she was a huge activist. And so she wrote about um, equality of people of color and women's suffrage. And she wrote a bunch of articles uh, exposing lynch mobs in the South um, after Reconstruction, because um, people in the North were not realizing that, you know, just because the Civil War is over doesn't mean the Civil War is over, if you know what I'm saying. And so she wrote articles talking about lynch mobs um, in the South and how it needs to be stopped and people need to be held accountable for. And she was a woman writing this. She was a woman journalists, writers, and making stories and articles about this and spreading the knowledge of this corruption so that it stops, right? And then on top of that, she's also, she was fighting for racial equality, and then she was fighting for women's equality. And she called out the women's suffrage movement, which was so cool. I was like, yes, Ida, get it. So here's the deal with women's suffrage. And again, teach this with my students. 
The thing was with the first wave of the women's suffrage movement in the late 1800s, early 1900s, is the women's equality movement was more for upper middle class white women having equality. Not so much poor white women or any woman of color. I also love the speech um, by Sojourner Truth, another amazing woman um, that really stands out to me historically. She has a speech, Ain't I a Woman? And her and Ida B. Wells have a very similar message where, um, hello, if we are going to have women's suffrage and women's equality and women having the right to vote, we better make sure that it's all women, no matter um, race or class. If we're going for women's suffrage and women's equality, all women better be involved. And she called out the women's suffrage movement. She was saying, um, I'm sorry, that all the women's suffrage groups are heavily exclusive, meaning it's just for upper class or middle class white women. So apparently is that the only people that deserve equality? So Ida B. Wells um, was uh, saying, if we are going to do women's equality, everyone, all women are going to be involved, whether race or class. And actually, when there was that huge women's suffrage march in Washington, D.C., um, the women's suffrage movement, um, the <laughs> it was segregated. Can you believe that? Women's suffrage march was segregated um, in the um, early 1900s. As they're walking down the streets of Washington, D.C., the white women, the white suffragists were in the front, where the African-American and other women of color suffragists were in the back marching. Literally segregated marches. And you know what Ida B. Wells did? She was like, uh-uh, no, no, we're not doing that. She walked up to the front of the march, the women's march, and she marched with the white women, the white suffragist. And they're like, what are you doing? She goes, all women are equal. We shouldn't be segregated in a woman's march. Um, hello? So she, again, seldom women often don't make history. She spoke up. Okay, Eleanor Roosevelt spoke up. They made a difference. They made a difference in their life because Ida B. Wells made sure that people had equality based on their race and based on their gender. Okay, and then many 40 years, 30 years down the road, Eleanor Roosevelt as first lady was doing the same dang thing and being like, yep, women need equality. People of color need equality. Everyone should just be equal and have equal opportunities in this world. And they empowered other women and they spoke up when things were wrong. Okay? And they made a huge difference and they made history. And teaching those two women in my social studies class is just so amazing. And then also playing that speech by Sojourner Truth, Ain't I a Woman? Highly suggest you look that up. Great speech. When I play that speech for my students, like all the students are like, this is a great speech. This is awesome. Sojourner Truth, so, I'm sorry, Sojourner Truth also spoke out. She made a speech for abolition and women's equality. It was cool that that movement, that th those two movements were happening simultaneously and they were trying to coincide with each other. It was crazy. It was, it was awesome. So again, empowered women empower women. And women have made such a difference in this world, should be celebrated. And we're just going to keep moving forward. And I love the saying, we may be the first, but we won't be the last. Hi, guys. I hope you really enjoyed this episode. I honestly enjoyed talking about it because I felt like I was just teaching like a social studies class like I usually would. And 
I thought it was just a really super important episode to talk about it. And I thought about changing women's mindsets and historical women and how women today simply can just make a difference in each other's world in such easy and simple ways can make such an amazing impact. So women, let's keep empowering each other. Men, let's keep empowering each other. And that's really the name of the game here, that we just need to be on an equal playing field with everyone and supporting each other and encouraging one another. And if you guys enjoyed this episode, make sure to follow me on Spotify, um, rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, review on Podchaser. My Instagram is at the Growth Mindset Gal. My TikTok is um, at Growth Mindset Gal. And my Twitter is at Mindset Gal. Hit me up. Let me know how you feel about these episodes. Let me know what other topics you want me to talk about, leave a review, tag me in anything, DM me. I'm always here if you guys need anything. And I hope you guys have a wonderful Mindful Monday. Bye guys. I'll talk to you next week.